Hi guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. And we're so, so glad to have you here. But first, before we get started, if we name off a bunch of books that you want to listen to, you can check us out online. We are libraryoverload.home.blog. We list every single book that we talk about, even the ones that we don't talk about a whole bunch. And then you can also follow us on Instagram for pretty pictures of books. We are Library Overload there. Also, if you are loving us, this would be a great time to rate us, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you listen to. We would love it if you would give us five stars. We think you are five stars. That's super cheesy. (laughs) I love it. But yeah, please uh, rate us, review us. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. episode. I have been nerding out about this. (laughs) Yes. We're doing a matchmaking episode. So essentially I went through and found a bunch of books that I think Susie will love and she went through and found a bunch that she thinks I'm going to love and we're going to talk about them. So excited. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll get started. Okay. Um, Mine are in like no particular order and I just tried to pull from different genres and things like that. So up first I have Love, Luck, and Lemon Pie. Oh, I've never heard of that. This is by Amy Reichart, who is the coconut, the coincidence of coconut cake author. Oh, I love that book. I um, I thought that you would you would like this one because she did do that book. But basically, it's about a woman who takes up poker as a way to bond with her husband. Love that. And it kind of doesn't pan out, but she ends up becoming really good at it and like going and playing in tournaments and she meets somebody else. And it kind of, you know, is about that whole process and finding yourself and figuring out what you're doing in your life. I have heart heart eyes emoji right now. I wrote it. Why I thought you would like it is because it's it's by the same author as The Coconut Cake, but it's also a romance that's not about young people. It's not about... Um, it's not the dramatic... Right. Like, okay. It, it starts, like, with the wedding. It starts in the middle of a marriage, you know. Okay. You're not at the end of their like marriage it. or the beginning of their marriage or at the end. Yeah, you never see those. Like, it's, right. it's always, like, they're, they're just starting out or they just got divorced. Mm-hmm. Like, there's never, like, a middle... Right. And um, basically, it's also, it's about, you know, what happens when your marriage isn't working for you and finding yourself again. And I really like that, too. And there's also gambling and lemon pie. So who doesn't I, love that? I love to gamble. <laughs> and I love pie. I love pie, too. <laughs> that sounds like so much yes. fun. Okay. What was it called again? Love, Luck, and Lemon Pie. That sounds like so much fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay. My first one for you is a novel. It's set in two times. It's Ooh. set in 1947 uh-huh. and 2016. Ooh. It is somewhat of a newer. It's called The Gown, a novel of the royal wedding. <gasps> yes. Have you heard about this one? Did we talk about this? I don't think we've talked about it, but I think I've heard of it because it's about, is it about Queen Elizabeth's wedding dress? Yes. It's very exciting. Okay. So in 1947, Anne and Miriam are embroiderers at this famous fashion house. One day they are tasked with a very super secret job and they will be embroidering Queen Elizabeth's wedding dress. Yes. 
So fast forward 2016, Heather finds some embroidered flowers in a trunk full of her late grandmother's things. Grandmother never talked about her life post-World War II. She never discussed it. And so it's Heather trying to figure out what is this? It looks vaguely familiar. What went on in grandma's life? That's amazing. So it sounds super good. I actually would, I think I want to read it too, but I want you to read it first. Yes. (laughs) First of all, I love books that are set in two different time periods. Those are my favorites. Queen Elizabeth's wedding dress. She bought it with ration tickets. I know, which is amazing because she was like, I'm not going to drop thousands of pounds when everyone Mm -hmm. is still hurting after the the war. The flowers that were embroidered, they were. Um, flowers from each of the nations of the Commonwealth. Didn't Megan do that too? I think she did something similar. She did her veil like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh. So so cool. Yes. I love all the things royal. Like every documentary that's out there, I've watched it. Same. Did you know they have pop Funkos of Harry and Megan on their wedding day? I did know that. They also have one of Queen Elizabeth in her green like outfit with her green handbag. (laughs) And I want that one too. (laughs) I've not seen the Queen Elizabeth. Um, I saw it online because my husband has a big uh, Funko collection and so we look at them all the time and I was like yes I want that one right now okay the queen one sounds amazing but yes. just it's Harry and Meghan on their mm-hmm. wedding day and like they both come in together Aww. in one thing it's so that cute precious okay so that one is the gown a novel of the royal wedding oh and that's by Jennifer Robson and another thing about it is it has very strong female relationships which we mm-hmm. love here yes and I don't think I don't think that this has anything to do with romance or anything like that mm-hmm. I think it's a woman trying to figure out who her grandmother was. Right. And I think a lot of people that. that lived through World War II are not very open about it because right. they like to just keep it buried. So, right. um, so a lot of the novels set in that time you read that do the two time zones mm-hmm. or the time frames are like it's picking typically that out. trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's happened. Yeah. yeah. And then the cover, I was looking at it today because I was so excited to talk about it. Yes. Um, the cover is a ac- an actual picture of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip on their wedding day. It shows her like her gown and like the train of it, the mm-hmm. veil. Like it's oh. it's like an overhead shot of them oh, walking. Cool. It's so pretty. Yeah. I can't wait for you to read it. Yes, that's absolutely going to the top of my list for sure. Okay, next I'm gonna go into a serial killer's daughter. It's a story my story of faith, love, and overcoming. Is that one that just came out recently? I think it did just come out. Okay. Um, it's I about... know exactly what you're talking about, but yes. I haven't read it uh, yet. Yes, yeah, I saw it wasn't on your list. I we tried to stay away from books that we had already put on our yes. read lists. But basically in 2005, Carrie Rawson, and that's who writes this because it's like a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, she learns that her father was the BTK killer. Yes, that's exactly yes. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, so it's the story of her reconciling her loving, committed father with this serial killer who, and the BTK is because he would bind them, torture them, and kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was her, her loving dad that went to all her games mm-hmm. and recitals and stuff, and then he was a serial killer. And that, so it was kind of about justifying those two worlds. That fascinates me because I how know. can you possibly be two people? Like, mm-hmm. how can you possibly hide that unless he was a legitimate sociopath, which mm-hmm. sociopaths just learn how to mm-hmm. pretend to emote and kind of just are copycats of actual emotions. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, that sounds so good. Yes. I wrote, why well, I think you'll like it. You are weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> legitimately wrote that here. <laughs> yes, that is true. Yes. But I also put because you like true crime and serial killers and it's both of those because it's her memoir. Yeah, and but it's also nonfiction because mm-hmm. it's you know, it's about her and mm-hmm. yeah, I can't imagine I wonder if she visits him in prison. I wonder if she talks about like after they find out who he was, after he was arrested, if they've spoken afterward yeah, and like know. have tried to like you can read it and tell me about it because I don't think I could get through it. Oh. it. It sounds terrifying to me. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> because then, then it's like, well, if he's this normal person, everyone you meet is a serial killer. They could be. Like, you could be. Well, have you ever heard that statistic? <laughs> like, at least once in your life you have walked past a serial killer? No. Like, that's a real thing. Thanks for that. Yeah, you so know. now you'll just be, like, eyeballing everybody. <laughs> you know, I don't watch, like, scary movies or, or anything. What's ridiculous is <laughs> I'm the hugest chicken. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't watch scary movies. Oh, yeah, I remember going to a haunted house with you. You were, like, almost in tears. I did cry. I <laughs> cried. I literally sobbed inside. And Tavia's husband is such an asshole. <laughs> he really is. And we, we made him walk first because I thought I could watch what happened to him mm-hmm. and be prepared for it, whereas he was up there going, Three back, scare her. Three back, <laughs> he did, get yeah. her. He oh, absolutely was. I he just, thinks they're hysterical. Like he laughs the whole way through them, and he's a huge. He's a buff. serial killer. <laughs> That's what this is about. No, let's um, set the record straight. My husband is not a serial killer. He's crazy. He is. He. We've talked about this before. He likes to watch the world burn. He just thinks it's hysterical. Oh my God, I feel like we don't yeah. really portray him in the best light on this i know he is a very wonderful <laughs> loving man he is a wonderful father but he does have a sensitive or a dark side dark sense of humor <laughs> for <laughs> sure yeah okay i'm very excited about that i have seen it at mm-hmm. work i just haven't picked it up i haven't looked yeah. at it because i was like i have other things i need to read first i know but it's been a minute since i read something weird also to let everyone know i looked at Susie's to be read list on goodly goodreads i was like how in the world am i gonna find something you haven't put on this it's 1600 books guys i mean i'll definitely read all those before i die yeah, you're not going to have time to read all those. But I kept thinking, how am I going to find something that she doesn't have on this list already? Because it's well, every book that you sell in your store is on there. <laughs> well, also, I was like even going through looking for books for you. I was concerned because when I hear something that I think you would like, I always like either send it to you on yeah, Goodreads you or I text you. Really like I always do that. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, Susie, this is what you get <laughs> for being an awesome friend because now I've told you everything I think. <laughs> this is true. I you feel send like me I all te- the time. I, I text you all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I'm I'm very excited that we've have we found stuff that we haven't yeah done yet. I did I think we did pretty good. Oh yeah. So I'm excited about your second pick. Yay. So this one I chose because you enjoyed Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And you enjoyed it because you liked learning the inner workings of a mm-hmm. city, the people that live mm-hmm. there. So this one is called The Last Madam, A Life in the New Orleans Underworld. Oh, that sounds amazing. So this is by Christine Wiltz. This is in 1916, Norma Wallace. She was 15. She arrived. She moved to New Orleans. She started out as a streetwalker there. By 1920, she had opened up her very own brothel. She entertained gangsters, governors, movie stars until 1962. She owned that place for 42 years, and then she was arrested. It's like a very thorough history 
of New Orleans, kind of like forty year yeah. a forty year span of New Orleans. That sounds so, so amazing. So Norma, and it's it's a history thing too. Like yes. it's set. So uh-huh. Norma wrote down and recorded her memories before she died in 1974. So this oh, is wow. basically her diaries. <gasps> That's awesome. This couldn't be printed until people had died because they oh, would have wow. gotten in trouble. So people, of course, it's a brothel. Mm-hmm. People have very mixed feelings about them. Mm-hmm. Even when they're legal, people have mixed feelings about them. People would criticize her about mm-hmm. owning a brothel publicly mm-hmm. but then would privately come <sighs> and so she would very publicly sell them out <laughs> i would too i and, absolutely would too but above all no matter what she did and what she owned she was a businesswoman first of all and she mm-hmm. fought to own a business as a woman in the 20s yeah and all of that so it sounded right up your alley yes, because it's a awesome. it's a boss bitch no matter what she's doing she owns she owns a business mm-hmm. it's a historical look into new orleans and kind of the seedy side of it yes. and then it's kind of a tell-all mm-hmm. about people that went to a brothel that's so amazing i can't wait I think it's. I'm so excited. Like, <laughs> we can't get home to read fast enough. <laughs> We're both going to have to run to bookstores. <laughs> I don't know if my library will have that one. I know. We'll I don't know how difficult it'll be to get it because mm-hmm. it is Kindle. kind of a. It's fine. Yeah, it isn't something that I've ever seen in a store. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure. So, mm-hmm. But I'm sure you could find it on Kindle. So I Probably. hope you do. I hope it's not hard to find. Yeah. But We're not so snobby that we don't read Kindle oh, editions. Oh, yeah. I can't buy books on my Kindle because if I buy it on my Kindle, I want it on my shelf. So then I end up buying it twice. I have done that several times. I, yeah. Like I did that for a, probably a year before I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit buying stuff mm-hmm. on my Kindle. So I use the library's OverDrive app and yeah. borrow k- books on my Kindle from the library. And so that way, if I love them, I'll just buy them mm-hmm. and then I don't have to pay money for I them twice. I have not been able to find anything on my library's OverDrive. Really? Yeah. I, well, maybe I'm just not smart enough to sort the app out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. All right. I'm shifting gears a little bit. This one's going to be a little bit heavier. Okay. But um, it's called When You Read This by Mary Adkins. <gasps> I recognize that title. Tell me more. Okay. So Iris Massey is gone, but she's left something behind. So she worked at a PR firm side by side with Smith, and that's his first name. Is this a fiction or not? It's a fiction. Okay. Mm -hmm. Basically, she's now died of a terminal illness. Okay. And Smith has, like, been her best friend for however long, and he's trying to deal with this. And he finds out that in her last six months of life, she created a blog. And she left in her will all of the blog posts, and she left them to Smith to read. So it's an epistolary novel. Nice. Yes. (laughs) And the thing it says, for fans of Rainbow Rowell and Mm. Maria Simple. Nice. And I know you like Rainbow Rowell. Yes, and Maria Simple sounds familiar, but I can't think mm-hmm. of what she's written. And I know I thought that you would like this because you like P.S. I Love You. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically, it's a comedy drama. Nice. And it says it's for the digital age. Beautiful. And it's contemporary fiction. I did write that down. It also sounds like I'll probably cry. Yes, which I think that you would enjoy. Obviously, yes. I love to cry. Um, and I know that you like the books, the epistolary mm-hmm. books nice. told in emails and her blog posts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So basically, she knew she was dying and she left this for her best friend after she after she was gone. Was that sounds cool. both wonderful and horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're dying, could you just tell me things? Instead of right, but then I mean, P.S. I love you is the kind of the same. I know, but still, (laughs) whatever. 
But I think that you will really enjoy that no, one. No, that sounds and really it's different, interesting. Way different from the first two. It is very different. I know that I've seen that, but I haven't I haven't picked it up or mm-hmm. looked into it yet. So mm-hmm. but the the title sound automatically mm-hmm. sounds interesting. Like when you read this, like mm-hmm. obviously it means it means I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. And the, the tagline, the first thing is Iris is gone, mm-hmm. but she's left something behind. Very interesting. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. And it's not like a romance thing because it's her best friend. Sure. So, it, it's, so it's totally platonic. Right. Okay. All right. All right. At least right. in the, I haven't read it, but in the, the bylines or whatever All it right. says. All right. Okay. My next one is a, another novel and it is called Less by Andrew Sean Greer. Have you heard of it? No, I don't think so. Okay. So a lot of people, I feel bad for the author because the the cover of it is a man in a suit with blonde, weird looking hair, and it looks like a certain president. And so people have been like, ah. oh, I don't want to read it because it looks like it's about nothing about him. Mm-hmm. So this is about a guy named Arthur. He is a struggling author. He's about to turn 50. He gets an invitation in the mail for his ex-boyfriend's longtime ex-boyfriend's wedding. And he's like, it's that it's that thing after you break up, like, okay, if I don't go, it's going to look like I'm 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 struggling. Mm -hmm. But if I do go, but I don't have anybody, I look pitiful. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, you know what? I know how to. I know how to bystand this. This is going to, I am going to travel the world because I have all these invitations to go and speak at places or go mm-hmm. and check out this place and do that. And so he accepts all of them oh. and goes on a whirlwind trip around the earth. Nice. And so you kind of figure out how he got to be this struggling writer with no person uh, at 50 years old. You mm-hmm. kind of figure out why, why he's so scared to go to his ex's wedding like and you kind of you figure out all of this about this person Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of romance in there but it's also a travel he goes anywhere between san francisco and japan he visits it all so you get a little piece of Uh several places oh i like that yeah so it sounds super interesting it's not a huge book at all Mm -hmm. so i feel like it could be like one of those you sit down you read it you're done and it's awesome nice and it it sounds so cute. It sounds really interesting. And it's an LGBTQ. Yes. And it sounds really cute. Yes, that does. It sounds awesome. So, yeah, that's Less by Andrew Sean Greer. Awesome. Check on the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my next one for you. Um, This is a series, but they're independent. Like, okay. He writes, it's like kind of like James Patterson, basically. Okay. Um, but this is Flesh and Bone by Jefferson Bass. And Jefferson Bass is the pen name of John Jefferson and Bill Bass, and they're from the Body Farm. <gasps> from from UTK's Body Farm. Yes. Ooh. Yes. And is it I, a, is it a novel? It is a it's a it's a fictionish novel, but it's set. The one I picked for you is number two in the series, and okay. it's set in Chattanooga. <gasps> really? Yes. I don't think we've ever said, but we are in Chattanooga, yes, Tennessee. Yes, we are. I think we have that on our our web our blog. <laughs> Our website. <laughs> Our web blog. Our web blog. <laughs> <laughs> I do good English today. <laughs> okay, so it's in Chattanooga. That's so cool. Yes. I have never heard of this, and that's so weird. Yeah. You did good, girl. Yes. I'm so excited. first of all, I'd like to know how you even came across this. Okay, did so you Google weird shit? No, I'm from 
near Knoxville. Mm-hmm. So I've known about the body farm for sure. years. So and I never did until yes. maybe a year or so ago. So for people who don't know, the body farm is in Knoxville and Dr. Bill Bass is a forensic anthropologist. So the body farm is where they have like this mass open wooded area. They have the open areas and they have the wooded areas mm-hmm. and they have bodies. Just like you can donate your body to them yes. once you die so they can study. How it decays. Yes. And then they can also study bones for forensic mm-hmm. anthropologists. They learned that there is a difference in certain races have a tiny little notch in your knee bone that mm-hmm. you can tell what race a person is by just their bones. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. Yes. Um, and I actually have a family member who has decided when he passes, he's donating his body to the body farm, which is really cool. That is um, really but cool. they have them in all kinds of varying different stages of decay. They have some mm-hmm. out in the open. They learn so in the much. Wood. Yeah. And they recreate crime scenes there, too, to try to study what happens, Ooh. which is kind of what this book is about. Um, John Jefferson is a writer, and Bill Bass is the forensic anthropologist. Okay. And so they teamed up and did Jefferson Bass as the author. That's fantastic. And the character's name is Bill Brockton. So he's called to Chattanooga to help unravel a murderous puzzle. He uh, recreates the scene of the at the body farm, mm-hmm. but someone tampers with it, and it makes it look like Dr. Brockton now becomes a suspect in the murder. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yes. But I thought you would enjoy this because it's set in places you know. Yes. Which I know you like, and it's creepy as hell. Because you're weird. I am weird. I'm wonderfully weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I will say that you're wonderfully weird. But the fact that the body farm is a real place and it's set in Chattanooga. That's so cool. Can you tour the body farm? No. Oh. Well, I mean, they don't want people contaminating everything. I mean, you can go there and, like, take a little thing, but you can't, like, go out in the bodies and stuff. Also, that's creepy. Why would you want to? Because it's so, so cool. Nope. There's no answer to this question. It's, I don't know (laughs) why it's so cool. I wonder if it's just because my dad is involved in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he has had a bomb dog. Like, he worked the whole Oklahoma City bombing. And so, like, I wonder if that kind of translated, but I got the way weirder Mm -hmm. part of it, like... Yeah, like dad had, uh, when he had a bomb dog, in order for AJ to eat, dad would have to hide ammunition and like uh, like C4 and stuff, and he would tell AJ to seek, and that's how AJ ate, was that oh, and when wow. he found something, he got food. Like, like and that that's sounds weird. awful. Yeah. It sounds like you're like starving your dog if they mm-hmm. don't find bombs, but like, obviously that was the dog's job, so right. I mean, he knew what to do. But yeah, like that's kind of so, interesting, though. Yeah, so I wonder if I just got like a way weird mm-hmm. aspect, like law enforcement thing from Could dad. Be. But it also makes me real mad that mm-hmm. I didn't know about forensic anthropology when I was eighteen, and because I would have one thousand percent have done that. Yeah, um, I mean, you could still go do it. I mean, I could, but ugh, school. I know. I don't think I would have time to read. <laughs> no, you probably definitely wouldn't, because my my. Reading for Pleasure took a nosedive when I, I was in school. I know. Um, but yeah, this is the second book in the series. And I picked it because, like I said, it was set it in, was Chattanooga. in Chattanooga. And it's a finished series. I, I made sure that I knew that for you. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, but they're all kind of like independent That's little. Neat. Each yeah. of all different murders that have That's happened. So that cool. have actually happened. That is so neat. I'm so excited. <laughs> I thought you would be. Because you're weird. That was so many things that I, I, I just didn't know that I needed. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. Last one. It, we're gonna we're gonna go a little political. Okay. So I like this. Political. So this is a book that is somewhat new. 
It's by two women that have a podcast called Pantsuit Politics. Okay. One of them is conservative. One of them is liberal. But they discuss things oh. in a way that they're not yelling at each other. That makes – that sounds really cool. So the book is called I Think You're Wrong, But I'm Listening – a guide to grace-filled political conversations. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing because right. that's something that our society as a whole lacks. I know. Well, I struggle myself. Mm-hmm. Like I don't talk about certain things with certain people because I know I'm just going to get so angry. But I think as a generation, we have been taught to not talk about politics because oh, I know. Of, you know who's going to get mad and, right. and all this stuff. And I think that that's kind of where we are as a society because we're not having these conversations. But I also feel like, I feel like in my grandparents' age, no one spoke about politics because it was kind of like, you didn't talk about money. You don't talk about politics. Mm -hmm. But I think now with social media, everyone is talking about politics and you're constantly being told what to think and told what to do instead of being like, here are facts, Mm -hmm. make your own informed decision. I guess what I was meaning is like, parents don't talk to their children enough about politics that is true um, i'm lucky in that my parents discuss anything i want to discuss that's awesome. they don't always agree with me but you know my dad you're allowed <laughs> to have your right. own opinion my dad's conservative but my mom's liberal so i've had really great discussions and i've had really insightful that's so you know, interesting upbringing in in that regard and a lot of people don't get that people don't talk to their kids enough about what's happening right. in the world and i think they should totally okay so this is by Sarah Stewart Holland and Beth Silvers. Their podcast is Pantsuit Politics, but then the book is called I Think You're Wrong, But Pantsuit I'm Listening. like um, like Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Um, Sarah is from the left. Beth is from the right. And they just, they said that they sat down to write this because people are so angry and there's so much toxic political dialogue and people are so angry that they can't have open discussions because someone gets angry someone starts yelling you just start cussing and you never connect you never feel accomplished in that conversation either no one feels like they're being heard they're just Mm -hmm. yelling over each other right they're talking at each other when they should be trying to understand each other right they share insights principles and tools for calm respectful conversations with others so you can maintain dignity of anyone you you converse with nice and they said that you need to put your relationships before policy and understanding before argument oh i like that yeah so i thought you would love it because everyone has family members that you don't get along with but you still gotta love them because you gotta see them and so i thought for you gotta you you have to tolerate them you don't have to love them. truth <laughs> truth but yeah like you still have to talk to them you still have to see people on mm-hmm. facebook bashing someone that you think is fantastic mm-hmm. and when they're just completely opposite and it helps you if if nobody else reads this but you at least you can read this and maybe gain some some insight yes thank you gain some insight into how to converse with people that absolutely do not understand your perspective wow and i think it sounds really cool yes that does that sounds amazing i feel like you did really good i feel like you did awesome and we should high five and it's fantastic high five I'm so proud and I'm so excited and yes. I'm going to go look all these books up right yes. now. Yes. I have one last one for you. Okay. I mean, this is a book that I have read. Um, it's actually a series. It is a finished series. Thank you. <clears throat> I know that you hate that. Yes, ma'am. But it's, and I've been on you about it before, but it's called Succubus Blues. Okay. Yes, I do vaguely remember mm-hmm. this. So 
a succubus is someone who sold their soul to the devil in exchange for various different wow we went from body farm to the devil we did to the devil right there that is that is the kind of landslide i appreciate Mm -hmm. Continue. Um, but basically it's um it's about georgina kincaid and she's a succubus okay and she's thousands of years old okay but right now she works in a bookstore in seattle that's amazing right (laughs) so i knew that you would like it because she she works in a bookstore and that's like her thing so she has to she has to have sex with people to keep her power up so it's some mutty love um, okay and basically so a book nerd that likes sex yes. you never get those right either you're like an uptight librarian <laughs> or you're a whore uh-huh. you cannot be both but the thing is though is that when you have sex with a succubus they steal your life force oh yes oh. so does she like like do people die like well basically people make packs with demons uh-huh and she comes in and they're like because she's gorgeous and she can change her face and change her appearance yeah and they'll be like i'll give my soul for one night with her or something like that okay and okay. so she goes and she sleeps with them and they she sucks out their life force basically wow but she doesn't like it she doesn't want to but she has but to. she has to interesting and the series is about how she because she falls in love with the guy and so she can't have sex with him because she doesn't want to kill him. Oh, my. Yes. What a predicament. It really is. <laughs> so the series is about her, like, how she came to be a succubus. Okay. And not to get too spoilery, but she's had many different situations like this in the past where she's fallen in love with someone. And it touches and it goes back in time, kind of like the Fallen series about the different reincarnations of the love lives she's had. I'm going to be talking about Fallen in our next episode. Yes, so that's I know. cool. Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought you'd love it because she's a book owner. It's smutty. It's funny. And it's a sci-fi series, which I know you like. I love all of these things. Mm-hmm. I am so pleased. Yes, I think we did amazing. I'm so excited. I can't believe you found so many books that I hadn't like picked up. I know. I on a list of 1,600 books, <laughs> I did pretty pretty dang good you killed it <laughs> i am so proud i feel like i had the harder task <laughs> but i feel like it, to compare my to be read list is like 300 right now i think that's it well I, that's a lot of books <laughs> well i just but the reason mine is so long is because i'll see something and be like i don't want to forget this so i'm going to save it mm. so like a lot of times when i'm going through i'm like hmm what do i want to read today and so i'll go through it and i'm like what the hell is this like i don't even remember this <laughs> So you could have picked something from there, and I would be like, oh, I've never heard that. See, I looked at Garlic and Sapphires for you also, but Mm -hmm. I know um, I I saw that it was on your list. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't. I I chose the Amy Reichardt one instead. Yeah, I I haven't read Garlic and Sapphires, but I know of it, and Mm -hmm. I know who the author is, and I Mm -hmm. know that like what it's about. Mm -hmm. Um, So you did very well with the um, what was the first one called again? Love, Luck, and Lemon Pie. Yes, I was so excited. Yes. I thought you would really enjoy that one. I was ex- I was excited to find that one. I am so pleased. Mm-hmm. I think that okay. So what do you think you would read next out of the ones that I gave you? Um, I think the first one on my list is going to be the gown. I want to read it too. So yeah. I'm very anxious to see mm-hmm. what's. Um, I would put them in order of the gown, the madam, the last madam. I think you're wrong, and then less. Nice. So I almost gave it to you in correct Mm -hmm. order, too. Yeah. Very nice. What do you think about yours? Okay. I really think I want to read the Body Farm one. Uh, And then the Love, Luck, and Lemon Pie sounds really good. But then uh, Serial Killer's Daughters 
all of them. I'm going to read all of them at the same time. I'll just do chapter in one and then a chapter in another. Yes. You can do that. I cannot read more than one book at a time. I can get only, too distracted. I can only do it if they're two very different. Mm-hmm. So, like, it'd have to be, like, a serial killer's daughter and mm-hmm. Love Luck and Lemon Pie. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd have to be, like, I don't think I could do the serial killer's daughter and the body, the body form one. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Very I actually ended up with five. Okay. I knew you. I knew you. I went too far. But the succubus one is one that I had already read, so we can put it in a different category. Fine. <laughs> but you still should read it because it's really freaking cool. Well, no, watch. I cheated. My bad. <laughs> well, I just got so excited I couldn't narrow it down. You should have seen would... my list when it started. Like... I, I made a really big list too. So, mm-hmm. and my fiance would be sitting next to me and he'd be like, What are you grinning about? And I'd be like, I just found another book. <laughs> So, yeah. That's so funny. I was so excited about this episode. <laughs> I've been looking forward to it for days. Yeah, me too. So I'm very so excited. excited. Well, that is all that we have for today, and we hope that you guys will check out some of these books. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.